Jingiwala. Hello and welcome. Garoma nga bahagar nga jagon. Respect the Banjilang nation. Ngaburungi nga ngaling nga jagon. The land nga yabubugaya nga bunjang nga. For pretty flowers nga yamburugaya nga banjilaka. And pretty butterflies. Nimburugaya nga bugur nga yang jaramba yawa nga nga apapuni. And the healing colors of the rainbow. Respect the Banjilang nation. Welcome to our country, Gizabo. to the second edition of the Walkabout podcasts, produced while working in remote communities and high schools in the New South Wales far north coast with the non-profit organisation Desert P Media, creating hip-hop tracks and music videos with Indigenous youth. In this edition, we head to Githabul country and arrive in Woodenbong, a rural village in the Kyogal Shire of northern New South Wales, just six kilometres from the Indigenous community of Mulimuli, where the majority of young people involved in this project live. Their song is titled Githable, Next Generation, Home. And this podcast highlights the participants during their week-long project and aims to offer those involved a platform on which to express themselves verbally via the medium of community radio. So, are you ready to go walk about? First off, the kids from Wollongbong Central School want to introduce you to the very special place they call home. It's really pretty and there's so many flowers and sights to see, so many trees, so many mountains. I love it all. Oh, everything, yeah, just lived there my whole life. Just, yeah, family, just strong with the family and, yeah, culturally ways, you know. Yeah, elders, just brothers and sisters, yeah. It's got great people here. Um, the mountains, it's nice and cool up here through the day and stuff, yeah. You can go hunting and everything. Yeah, we've got heaps of um, water, you know, water swimming holes and stuff. It's beautiful everywhere. Best place ever, to me, in my opinion, yeah. You're away for a long time, like a couple of weeks or a year or so when you come home. You just feel that relaxed and... That's where your heart is, hey? Yeah, all the way. There's no bullies like my old school. It's a loom falls, the waterfall, it's... Really cold water, but I like the water. Mountains, beautiful mountains, you know, you can just walk up, you know, sit there, look at all the great views, you know. Very beautiful, you know. Our main place where we like to go is the lemon tree and sit there and just take a sheet and, like, food just for picnic. And we'll just take photos, you know, of the nice view and get away from everything and see how peaceful it is. It's really pretty. That's the main thing I love about this place. I don't know. I'll probably just say it's home. Like, I just love home. Is there anything that you don't like about living in Mully? Mm, no, not really, no. Uh, not really. No? No, not really? No.
There are four North Coast projects that follow the Bunjilung Songline, beginning in Wurrumbong, heading south to Bayugu, and then east across to Yamba, and back north to Fingal Head. This series of projects has been made possible by the collaborative efforts of the NCPHN, the North Coast Primary Health Network, and DPM, Desert P Media, looking for ways to engage with youth and find pride in culture, with a strong emphasis on mental health and social and emotional well-being. Mani Tuala, Director of Aboriginal Health for the NCPHN, joined us for a few days in Wurrumbong and shares with us a bit about her role, along with her thoughts on the project having witnessed DPM in action and the effect it's had on the kids in the time that she's been there. I'm Mani Tuala, a Murang Mubar woman from the Bundjalung Nation, and I'm the Director of Aboriginal Health for the North Coast Primary Health Network. Got a bit of a background. Um, I'm a midwife by trade and I'm also the president of the Congress of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Nurses and Midwives. So I do a lot at a national level in regards to advocacy and policy. This is my life. This is my journey is improving the health and well-being of our people and our communities. I could do a lot of things with my qualifications that are a lot easier, if I'm honest. But this is the journey that I'm on. I've been put here and as hard as it can be at times, I know that when my life is over and this journey is done that I hope to have done better or done enough to make it better for our kids and just to give them that vision and that hope that they can be and do anything they want. Just trying to find some creative ways to really engage with our Aboriginal communities around social and emotional wellbeing, engaging the youth and you know, really finding that pride in culture. Well, I think that there's always a focus on the negatives and what the disparities are in Aboriginal health, but my opinion is that we need to focus more on the positives and what are the things we're doing right and how do we connect these kids to culture because that's what makes them strong and healthy. It's for the kids and the communities through these songs and through this process for them to understand and why there are these disparities. So we talk about drugs and alcohol or we talk about poor mental health. A lot of the kids probably don't understand why we have high incidences of that in our Aboriginal communities, but this may help them understand why. And it's because of that disconnection from culture and dispossession of land. So I think it's really important for them to piece it together and how they can be strong moving forward in who they are and their identity. So it's really great to see the production and engaging with the kids and writing the lyrics. I think what Desert P Media are doing is really great and I think it's just a different take and we're not focusing on, you know, education and employment are always the main two things that come up when we're talking about our young people, but we need to start listening to them and what are they asking for? And I think what was pivotal for me in the concept discussion the other day was one of the young girls, Shiloh, and when Toby asked her what she would change about Molly Molly she kind of looked a bit confused because we can't put other ideals on these kids about what is the right thing or the perfect thing and they see perfection in where they live and in their community and the only thing she wanted to change was to improve her water source. So I think that we've got a lot to learn from these communities out here in terms of sustainability and environment and I think we've just got to start listening to the kids. Great idea, Marnie. Now is a good time to introduce you to some of the kids participating in the project and learn more about who they are and the place they call home. Hi, my name is Charlotte Williams. I am 15. I go to Woodenbong Central School and I live on a um, community outside of Woodenbong named Woolley. You know, just like a nice place to be, like, and grow up. Yeah, our childhood was very good. You know, families like really close. Kids were always close. We didn't have much people, so we'd had to play with each other. So 
you know, the community was like very loving and like keeping other kids out and about. You got like a lot of people watching them. Like they all keep an eye on every single kid, not just their own, but yeah, it's fun. I look after my sisters and brothers and like other people's siblings, you know. If they're like in trouble or anything, I'll just help them around, you know. Uh, my name is Alicia and I am 11 years old. I have one brother and two sisters and one stepsister. I was born in Queensland, but I've grown up here. What's your name? Amelie. Amelie, how old are you? Eight. What kinds of music do you like listening to? Songs that I make with people like you. People who help kids make songs. What's your name? Atalia. How old are you? Nine. I have like more than ten brothers and sisters. I'm the second littlest sister. My name is Ashanti Hickling and I'm 15 years old. I live with my three younger siblings and my mum. Affle Hickling. I live with my mum out at Molly Molly. My dad is at Brisbane right now. And I have five sisters, no brothers. I'm 11 and my name is Koziah. I don't like staying home when I'm bored. I feel like I'm back to school. What do you think makes you bored? Sitting at home doing nothing. When I'm bored, I, when I'm at home, I just run around. I have four sisters. I'm the second oldest. Oh, you've got big responsibilities then. You look after your little sisters? Yes, but they fight with me. <laughs> <laughs> and who do you live with at home? My mum and dad and my nan. Well, my mum's not there, but my nan and daddy's. Uh, I'm Jane Bennett. How old are you? Uh, Twelve. I don't even know half my family. It's that big. What do you love to do when you're not at school? Read books, uh, graphic novels or swim. I'm 17 and I'm Clinton Williams. Well, how much family have you got here? Oh, everyone. Everyone in the community, yeah. Hello, I'm everyone. My name is Willie Mickling from Woodenburg Central School um, and I'm 18. Yeah, it's pretty nice here. You've got nice people. Quiet, beautiful. Not much trouble up this way. Hello, my name's Maria. How old are you? Nine. What are you doing in Muli Muli today? Presenting our culture and our things that we do. How is your culture being represented today? By us and singing. What is the song about? Our culture and presenting what we do in all of our ways. Is there any of the words that you can remember that you like? I'm strong. Does it make you feel strong? Yeah. Do you think that's important? Yes. Why? Because to help us learn new things. So who would you hope is going to watch this video? My whole family and my friends and cousins and my auntie and uncles and other people too. And if they all saw it, how would that make you feel? Happy. Do you think it would make them happy too? Yes. And what about you? What's your name? Kia Maya. How old are you? Eight. I like to have fun with my mob and do stuff. I really like how we present our culture, caring for others. I think that all the people that are listening to this, they could join our culture and we can show them what we do. Hi, I'm Renee Williams and I am 17. I love community, family, friends. I think that's the main thing that everyone would love about a place like this, you know, giving along with everybody. It's really good. Um, my name is Shanrikwa Hippai and I'm 16 years of age. 
Do you like it when Desert P Media comes to town? Yes, I love it. They're so good. What do you think um, it changes the most in you? I don't know. I think like that we all get along really well and they just bring out the best in people and they're really funny. Especially Toby in that haircut, <laughs> eh? <laughs> Molly is a tight community and the opportunity to learn from elders and mentors is actively available. Uncle Ron Close takes the young boys out on country as part of his work with the Githerable Rangers and as he says, helps to keep them out of trouble. Hi, my name is Ron Close and I work on behalf of Githerable Rangers and it's good to see what the young students doing here. On behalf of Githerable, they enjoying themselves. Part of our work, we do a looking after our country, do a lot of weed control, turtle survey, yeah, and we get the younger young students from the school, the young boys, to come out with us some days to show them what we what we do, so they can probably end up continuing on when we finish up. Yeah, um, we go to see country, go and work on it. Privets, yeah, the privets, they bad for you a lot. I'm telling you a lot, true God. You see them, like, you cut it down, not good for you. You touch it, you're going to cry because it's going to sting you. Okay, little kids, anyone listening, go to the creek and be careful of snakes. King browns, red belly, black brown snake. It's good anyways. When we're home, we don't really learn much, so when we go out, just learn something new. Mostly all my uncles anyways and my brother. How long has the Githerball Rangers been a part of this area looking after country? 10 to 14 years on our work program. Maybe once a week, yeah. What would they be doing if they weren't in country with you helping you look after it? No, they bored and sit around doing nothing, get up to, well, get up to mistress, whatever. <laughs> and when this project with Desert P Media comes to town, do you think it does like a similar thing? Yeah, keep their mind occupied and keep them out of trouble. You know, get them in the role model of working and all that. And probably instruct them to keep away from the drugs and alcohol. It's our main target, you know. It's more good and to look after our community and to help each other, you know, the family. Yeah, give them a bit of knowledge and respectful way, you know, and all that. And is it important for you as well to be able to hand down knowledge that you know. Yeah, no, it's real good. Eh? Yeah, well, that's what we're aiming for the, for the younger people, you know, to take over when we leave. As Desert P Media rolls into each community, there's usually a contact person who helps organise things at their end. And in Wollongbong, it was Salome Green. Not only did she feed and water us on numerous occasions, Salome also played an active part in the process of riding the track by opening up conversations about issues in the community. Here, Salome and the kids talk about the yarns that happened on the first day, 
where young and old come together and begin to put words down on paper that eventually become the lyrics of their song. Hello, my name is Salome Green and I'm a givable woman from my little community called Mulimulu. You don't get a lot of opportunities for them to sit down as a big group and then listen to you and your view because they're so caught up in um, just going to school and playing sports and they don't just have time to sit down as much now um, because education is such important and we encourage that. So right now we're just taking a good opportunity just to tell them about the whole people now they dealt with their issues that they had at that time and back in that age. I want like some stories that um, Papa Mac was just telling us. It makes me feel good because then I feel like I have a piece, like, piece of what happened like and how the community came together and the stories I didn't know, which was really surprising because I didn't know that. I didn't know the time frame when Mully came about. Like, you know, how Mully changed its name three times. About the one about the Mully tree and all that stuff. So it's like kind of like we grow off one tree then onto a branch and off that branch. So that's, you know, I find that really cool how they changed that and it's really meaningful. And how that, that name really shows like a story and different generations growing off other different generations. So that's pretty cool. Others in the community aren't assigned a direct role in the project but play a crucial part in it and in how the song comes together, sharing stories, inspiring youth, and enlightening us with words and wisdom. Here is one of those people. Uh, my name's Jennifer Williams. I haven't been assigned a role, but I guess I just felt like I had to come and support our young women because it's needed. And just to remind them of the beauty they hold and the strength that they have even though it may not have been visible in the previous generation, but I believe our old women held it. So I'm just carrying something that they've always given and handed down. Maybe it was subtly done, and sometimes it had to be hidden, but it doesn't deny the strength of what they held. So that's what I like to carry. I honestly cannot say that I've had a role model, but what I did do was listen. My mother... She's the biggest strength in my life as far as a female role model is concerned. But she was one who would sacrifice herself for her family. And as we bonded mother to mother, she started to open up more and tell me the stories of what she experienced and her life's journey. My grandmothers, my great-grandmothers, I drew strength from that. I flipped it. I didn't sit and go, my poor mothers, the poor women in my family, I went, man, that's the strength I hold. That's what I carry in my blood. And so it awoken that. So they did play a role, even though they may not have been speaking the words that I spoke to the girls today. They spoke them to me anyway. I'm learning to live in the present, to be here where I am, and to see the beauty in my everyday. But in saying that, I now have the courage and strength to look at my past and not allow it to dictate what I feel in this moment. It had to come with looking at it. A lot of times our children are denied that, of looking at our past, and we think that we oh, just got to move on. No, if we see it and we see it as a truth, even if it's ugly, we need to hear it. 
because just like my grandmothers, my mothers have taught me that that pain, that hurt is your strength too. So can it be for our young ones. And if we just embrace all of who we are, even if the ugly part of it, the stronger we become. And the lyrics in the word, you know, I know where I'm going because I know where I've been. And that comes with knowledge of yourself, knowledge of your, of your bloodline. My mother would tell me her stories and my grandmother's stories over and over. And there was times where I'd be like, okay, I've heard this before. There was this click that happened where I just went, I need to listen. All I have to do is just be here and listen. I shared that with my mother recently and she said to me, you were rejecting me when you chose not to listen. And I said, yeah, and by doing so, I rejected myself. So all of those things we needed, they strengthen our spirit. And by doing so strengthens our walk and our place here. If Yarns provide the lyrics and Desert P Media producer Josh, aka Hazy, produces the beats, all that's left to ask is, what's the song about? Well, the song is about mental health in, in communities. So it's, it's a topic there that doesn't really get discussed a lot. It's usually just swept on the carpet or you just deal with it by yourself kind of thing. So you either, either suck it up and be strong, you know, don't tell nobody about it or you um, just get on with life and don't worry about it. This music right now is helping them to know that it's good to talk about these kind of things. It's making it okay to be weak at a certain time, you know, but just don't stay there in that, in that place. It's talking about everybody has problems, but you got to deal with them and you have your cry and after that you build yourself back up. Of course it's so negative. Everybody will listen to the song and hear the positive of it and you'll catch it more through song than actually somebody standing there talking to you about the positive of, you know, talking to somebody of the mental health and that. We talk about the problems that happen in not just our communities but other communities too, present it to the world and say this is what's happening, how we can prevent it or deal with it. I'm pretty sure it's about like mental health and like being healthy and like knowing how to stay healthy. Mental health, physical health, like emotional, social, basically all the five dimensions of health. I believe it's like about connection and like, you know, health in like Aboriginal communities. The connection in Aboriginal communities is, is very like powerful and very unique and different. And you know, health is like also a thing. It's not all about the physical health, it's about the mental health because that just really gets you through the physical health. Drinking, you know, like and all that stuff, you know. They're starting to realise, like, I don't really see a lot of drunks rambling like I used to. That's good. Look after themselves, you know, they're starting to realise, oh, I shouldn't be, you know, doing this stuff for my health and my kids' health. So they're starting to realise, you know, I need to grow up now and just really see what, um, you know, needs to be happen needs to happen. Alcohol is the biggest thing, you know, and also like unresolved problems, I guess, you know, and people stop speaking. I think that would be like one of the biggest problems, yeah. You know, they want to feel good about themselves and they feel like, you know, they're not particularly in great shape. Well, we added a new gym in there, so now they're like all little gym spot, little area where you can go and work out and all that stuff. And when you have problems and things, what do you think the best thing to do is uh, when you're feeling like that? Talk to somebody, tell them how you feel, tell them your problems, you know, tell them what you're going through daily and try to ask them for advice to help you figure out what you want to do and what's best for you. Who do you go to? 
I go to either my mum or my dad or mostly my uncles and aunties. If you wake up one day and you're not feeling so good or if there's something that someone else is going through, how do you help others out in that way? I'd say I like offer my support, like support them unconditionally. Days like that I, um, I talk to my sister and then she gives me advice. I go off that advice, I go for a walk, I take um, my nephew, my nephew brings a lot of joy to my life so you know just him walking around you know and I want him to see me happy all the time so I don't give him that bad vibe. <laughs> Otherwise I just go out the back for a walk or just walk around you know wander in the bush. It's really good that they've like decided to do a song about all the issues that people have you know and not just in our community out there too. I'm very excited actually. Who do you hope that it would reach? Everybody like people with problems and like issues and stuff within their like life. And what kind of message do you hope that they get from it? Uh, stay strong you have a lot of people that you can go and speak to you know like even if you don't have people in your community you can go to therapists and counsellors and stuff. When youth are supported to use their voices in a positive way, they're able to contribute valuable material that can be used to build lyrical content of their very own song. What part of the song did you actually help to write? The bridge. Mind, body and spirit, I just can't feel it, can't hear it, even when I'm listening. Food. Chips and gravy and all that. All of us girls' thoughts went into the lyrics and stuff, so it's kind of good. Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. I know that there's a lyric in the song, and then you guys helped to write it, and that was somewhere that you go to hang out. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, pause. Yeah, my, my brother's house. Yeah, all the boys go there just, yeah, just to sit back. Yeah, plays a big part of my life too. And just loving brother, so loves everyone. And yeah, just something the boys do all the time, go to my brother's, we just... Go and get him and go down the um, park, have a game of footy and yeah, that's it. I think the parts that I sing is, yeah, really good. Nothing Gully calling me on, making me strong, telling me I'm never alone. Is that how it makes you feel? Yeah. Some I made up and some other people in our group made up. What are some of the lyrics of this song that have really stood out for you? And mind, body and soul. And I love um, the ending part because there's two different sections of it, but the positive one. And I know we need the negative. In the first part of Mind, Body and Soul, it's talking about not listening. But in the second, says, I want to hear it. And when I want to hear, I want to feel it. It comes along in those words, so that stuck out for me. Woodenbong Central School's careers advisor Ian Geyer does his bit to shape a positive path ahead for many youth and that path can be rocky and difficult to navigate especially as he's discovered when there's a strong disconnection to culture. We hear Ian's thoughts on the Desert P project and the impact it's had on the lives of the kids. So my name is Ian Guyer, I'm the careers advisor, that's my role here at school now as a careers advisor. I've been here at Woodenbong Central since 1979 and don't regret not having a huge career pathway, it's been a different pathway. 
I was adopted into the Mully community by uh, Mr. Euston Williams back in about 1984. And then eight or so years ago, I found out that my grandma was uh, an Indigenous woman on my dad's side. Normally people find out they've got some heritage and then they might go looking for a community, but this time I flipped it. I am a part of the Githable community and I treasure that. I treasure being a part of here as well. The added bonus for me to come here was to establish links with an Indigenous community and, you know, to count amongst my friends um, Indigenous people and vice versa. You're clearly really passionate about keeping culture alive, hey? How does it feel to have Desert Peer Media here working with the kids on these projects? <laughs> it's so good. It really is so good. It does sow seeds of pride and linkages with the kids. The only downside, I don't think it can be avoided, is the fact that this needs to be an Indigenous-only activity. The philosophy of the school and that what we've sown over the years is like one in all in. But I think I don't, it's not causing bitterness, but it's just a, you know, it's a shame. But people understand why it needs to be like that. Some things just need to be like that. So we celebrate the shared stuff and in celebrating its uniqueness, the in separate stuff as well. It is made for an audience and the kids, the non-Indigenous kids here enjoy it. They like to watch the product, the final product. When you learnt about your own heritage, did a big part of your life make sense somehow? Yeah, it was like... It was like putting parts of a jigsaw puzzle together and stuff that sort of hadn't really made sense or we hadn't really thought about all of a sudden starts to come together as a jigsaw puzzle, you know. And there's a lot of denial too. And there's history that doesn't make sense. Like, you know, the records don't say what, you know, you would expect them to say. Hidden or just not known, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And there's no one to ask because all of that generation have passed. It's sad. And yeah, that's how it is. Yep. How do you see then, in Woodenbong itself, culture being passed down? It's really difficult because the responsibility for that probably should fall firstly to the family and the community. But if they're not taking that up for whatever reason, then, then the school can, you know, with the correct approvals, take on that sort of role. We've done stuff like cultural excursions, done a lot of those in the past. John Oxley Library up in Brisbane. There's a lot of cultural knowledge archived there in, in Brisbane about the Githable area. There's stuff happening. And I know that, you know, there's other people who are, you know, and this is where there's maybe some schisms, some splits, some little factions or whatever, you know, and people might not agree with how some individuals are pursuing cultural history and might see that in conflict with, say, the role of the church at Mully. That's just the reality of it, eh? But it hasn't been a cultural desert. Desert P has helped to bloom it. Hey. Let's hear from some of the participants in the project again and find out what they've learned in the process and just how that makes them feel. Awesome. Amazing. Excited and nervous at the same time. Just um, happy that I get to be a part of it. Happy <laughs> and scared. What makes you scared? Is when, um, when I'm singing. <laughs> yes, that made me laugh. Is by dancing and saying silly stuff. <laughs> yes. 
It's so awesome and the people that run it, I'm so thankful to them because I've done so many things that I have never done before. Toby's pretty funny as well, isn't yes, he? Yes, he's very funny. Yeah. They're like family to me. Like, I love them. Like, they're just nice. Like, they can get along with anyone. Probably just like their appearance to us and like their vibe. Because like, we get along with people easy and so do they, so we just connect. Oh, they're beautiful. They just make you feel so welcome. And I know that they do this together often and for many years. They're family. But when they come, they make you feel like family too. That's a rare thing to be able to create that space for somebody. And even the kids, they, they feel it. Yeah, they love it. First of all, I was like, shame. I only had like three words in the song. But now like, I'm building up my confidence. So yeah, I feel kind of good. Desert P Media is really good. To me, my personal opinion, it gives us people in small communities a voice and it kind of like helps us put out the problems that are not only happening in our community but other communities too, which is really good. So I think it's like, it's awesome. I've been in it before and it's made me feel really happy and really excited and I've been able to do stuff I haven't done before. Sing, I sing in the house but I've never really sung on camera. It feels exciting and there's a weight lifted because I was nervous. Does it inspire you being around people like this? Yes, it sort of does. Like they're working as a team and it makes me feel happy when people work as a team. And does it make you feel part of that team? Yes, it does. You're probably the most important part of that team. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, all you kids are. Yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah. First time, you know, so something new. And I liked it, yeah. It was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Ain't good experience. You ain't, you ain't get out there much in life. So it was pretty good what they're doing for us. They show you the respect you give it back. Just personal things, just nice. So, yeah, they respect me and I just respect them. And they just showed me what to do and, yeah, just did it. When they came here before, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good experience. What have you learned through being part of Desert P Media projects? Everything. How much community means how much we can work as a team, as in rapping and writing the song. And personally, do you feel any different having done these projects? Yes, I do. I feel like every time they come here, like I can just be myself around like Desert P Media and stuff. And we get along really good, which is really like great. <laughs> um, I think more confident mainly because, yeah, like they're getting me going and giving me confidence in myself. Yeah, confidence is the big one I think. It definitely has built my confidence more I think. I never used to be how I am real right now. I never used to talk like I used to be really shy so I think it's really good. Mainly I would feel like I would be under other people's voices like my friends I feel like they would have to talk to me and show my power through them but then I guess like now I just want to show my own power through myself. Can you remember back to the first time Desert P ever came and you were sitting in a circle on that first day? I was so nervous and like I did not want to speak and like I just wanted the week to be over and like I think midway through the week like maybe on that Wednesday I come out more and started talking and recording and stuff so it was pretty good. They're like really good people you know like you know they don't judge like when they go to communities they don't go oh you know there's all like bunch of drunks here and all the stuff that go to this place they don't judge they're just open-minded to everyone and they're like you know they want to discuss the problems and help aboriginal people then get through their problems and they do it through a way where they don't have to do like projects like make stuff or like do 
community days are doing it through our voices, pretty much this, this singing, so it's good. Before Desert P Media came, did you imagine that you'd ever be doing something like that? No, no, because I would feel very embarrassed and very ashamed, so I know us girls, high school girls, had a great pep talk with, Jennifer gave us a pep talk, you know, and that really got to me. I guess um, I was feeling down yesterday and that really just, that gave me the answer to what my problem was and, you know, so I was like, okay, okay, I'm not ashamed now, I'm just going to do it. You know, she was saying, um, you're not going to ask people what your values are, you're going to find your own values because they're not going to give you the answer and, you know, you don't need someone to tell you that you're beautiful, you can see your own beauty and she said, if you walk in shame, you walk in defeat, so that just really thinged me. After that, I was like, okay, i got to do this now. <laughs> I don't really care. You know, you, people can watch me. I'll do it now. With the song complete and produced to a listenable quality, the last two days of the project are out on country to film the accompanying music video. And on the last day, I find Salome Green under a very special tree and discover how this project provides opportunities beyond the making of the track, touching the lives of many in the community in all sorts of unexpected ways. At the moment we are located at the back of our community right next to our cemetery, the old and new one. Um, we're filming at a tree that's very important to the Gidawa people, the Karadrong tree. It was used in a lot of ceremonies. It's used as a shield when it's grown, fully grown. Um, so it's very important to be part of this filming that we're doing right now. I encourage the, the kids to just take this opportunity to explore these new doors that are opening for them, which we never had back then. I'm happy to be a part of it and just seeing the process and seeing the, the kids learning and, and enjoying the, the whole week, actually. And you are a big part of it, making everything kind of happen from your end. How's that been for you this time around? It's a new role for me, actually, because we usually have another lady that works in the school and this is her sort of field. So me coming in and um, learning how to organise and get everybody in order is, is very different. It's a new skill set that I learnt this week. I've enjoyed it and I, I learnt a lot just from having been forced into this role, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it, um, making sure that everybody was all fed and, you know, that's the little caring person in me. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just the kids that are benefiting. I mean, you learned a whole range of new skills this week that you didn't have a week before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it pushed me into that, I guess, realm of being that one that organises because I always step back and like, oh, go on, you do it, you know, kind of thing. I always stepped away from it and shied away from it and made somebody older than me take over that role. But yeah, I know I can do it. It's just that I guess what I'm trying to say is that I didn't have that self-belief in me, but here I am telling the kids to believe in themselves. So it kind of came back on me. <laughs> I have that um, knowledge now that I can do that task or that job if it comes back at me again. If it's offered again, I can do it. I know I can complete it. With the kids, like they have that experience of knowing that they can put together a song or... They know the process of making a video, music video of whatever sorts, you know. Yeah, I think that there is all in there now.
As the project wraps up, I ask what impact the Desert P project has had on the kids, both as individuals and within the community, and what the future holds for them now. Do you have any idea what you want to do when you leave school? Write songs and be a DJ. So do you think you'd play some of Desert P Media songs? Yeah, yeah, and doing everything on my own. If I could graduate, um, I could go to college and learn to sing. I'd like to like work with Aboriginal, like disabled kids. They're cute, but like yeah, I just want to work with them. Early childhood, kinda like teach them before they go into school, or like help them at school too. I reckon like no one's really done it before, and I just want to try something new. I'm about to start TAFE, like early childhood, but. It seems that like I'm not old enough just yet, so now that I'm 15, I can go. But I just got to fix it up with the teachers at school. I'll probably like commute with like the rest of the girls because they go Lismore every week for TAFE too. And do you think you'd want to stay here in Mully and do that kind of work? Yeah, but when I'm a bit older, I'll probably move away near the beach, but like not that far from home. Do you see yourself staying here in, in the future? Um, nah, I try to go somewhere in the city. Too used to the country life, so got to get out of the country. Try something new, you know. Yeah. What do you think you might do? Oh, well, I'm still doing TAFE, so construction. Looking to do construction. Or well, I might be a um, pole dancer. <laughs> you can build your own pole. Yeah. I wanted to be a photographer, but I'm not so sure now. Why, do you have something else that you might want to do? Yeah, singing. I hope that it plants a seed for the artistic side in them to be growing you know like whether in music or dance or songwriting you know just in media in, in general like whatever they want to do like Aboriginal people can is not only just do painting that is projected or here where we just go to uni and just have a little job in the elf system you know like but there's plenty of opportunity for the young people in rural areas to go and be in that environment as well. What do you think the skills that you've taken from this project and the other projects uh, are going to help you towards as your future comes closer? You know, don't be shame, be game. It doesn't matter what your background, colour, where you live and all that, just be you, you know, be true to yourself. It's hard to quantify it, eh, because you can't quantify it really, but the fun aspect of it, it's such a fun activity and it's, it's building new skills, potentially new careers, you know, like I've, I've looked at it from that perspective as well. And of course, probably an awakening or an increasing awareness in the kids of their own heritage and you can't put a value on that. You don't have to be the same as someone to be connected to them. You can connect to them in like different ways and like it's not all about the physical health, it's about the mental health too and it's not about being fit or like no skinny, it's about having a strong mind and believing who you are and being true to yourself and being thankful for what you have. Like all good things, the end is inevitable, but the Mully Mully community would not let me go without letting them say thanks to the Desert P team. So here they are, sounding very different on this last day to how the kids sounded when we first arrived just five days previous. 
Yeah, um, thanks, um, pop toes. <laughs> you know, you probably might hit me with that walking stick. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, Josh, thank you for the beach, you know. I'll say you like the next DJ Khaled. Bruh, man. Honestly, your beach has got me moving today. Janali, even though you can be slightly annoying, but I still love you, bro. You mad. <laughs> you mad to talk to you. You connect with a lot of kids and all that. Jen, I absolutely love dancing with you with our mad foot routine. Holly May. Oh, Holly May, my girl. I love you, man. Love it. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming the third time and also giving us that voice to speak to people through our songs. And thank you for giving me confidence. Bye. Um, this is Sean Riqua. Thank you guys for coming and hope you come next year again. Love you guys so much. Yeah, I love to do it with them. Like, we've got, like, a, such a good bond with the Desert P and, like, every time they leave, it's, like, emotional for us. Thanks to the Desert P media, all the boys and the lovely ladies, lovely ladies that come out here today and other days. Thank yous. Appreciate it. Yep, thank you. All us Mooley people, community, all thank yous. I would also like to say this is the second year I've done Desert P and it has been the best experience of my life. <laughs> thank you. I'll just thank them for actually putting us on their list, you know, to come back here to our community and blessing us again with another music video and wanting to work with my family again, I guess. Just putting my community out there that we pride ourselves in who we are as Aboriginal people, but... We're just simple as anything. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of it. I think if more people live life with a bit more simplicity, then the world would probably be a much better place. Definitely will be. <laughs> yeah, they're wild today. <laughs> so they've definitely opened up. I can see that they've connected really strongly with the Desert P team, which is great. And they're just being themselves, which is what we want. I believe music has the power to bring everyone together and to bring empowerment to an individual at the same time. And... That's what I've seen take place here through this project. To begin with, they're shy, even though they're still shy. It was a lot more to begin with. And this is like the third time they've been here at Desert Peak. So I've slowly seen that. And not just with the young women, it's been with some of the boys. Yeah, so I've seen them more eager to have a go. And just that willingness to have a go, it helps them to have the courage to get up and have another go at something else. But the young ones, they thrive with it. They're like ever ready. So that's that beauty, they, they hold it. But I think sometimes it gets lost as they become teenagers and they forget it because they're trying to fit in. But these projects helps to remind who we are is beautiful. And when we embrace it, it's powerful. And that's what I would love to see for not just my tribal people here, but all over, to own that. Like I mentioned to the girls this morning, their first love their love of themselves, to carry that. And if these projects can tap into that, then we need to do more of them so then they can carry that throughout their lives. They seem to love it and enjoy themselves and so happy and so proud, eh? So proud of themselves. Thank you so much, Desert P Media. We love you so much.
I hope you've enjoyed this edition of Walkabout. Huge thanks to all the participants from Wollongbong Central School and the Muli Muli community for sharing your words and your hearts with us. If you'd like to hear more from the Walkabout series, please feel free to head to the Walkabout Facebook page where you'll find photos and videos along with links to a collection of these podcasts by Chop Suey Roaming Radio on SoundCloud. You can also head to Bay FM's social media pages or to bayfm.org for an array of other diverse and entertaining programs and broadcasts on community radio. Walkabout was made possible with the assistance of the Community Broadcast Foundation, cbf.org. A huge thanks to them for their support. The track Githable Next Generation Home was released in February 2020 and you can view almost 20 years worth of work from DPM at desertpmedia.com. But why wait? Stay tuned and I'll play it for you. Thanks so much for listening and get ready for Walkabout 3 in Yeagle Country, Yamba and McLean.
Erzählen Sie uns alles über die ökonomischen Aspekte. This is a very special addition to the podcast Walkabout and the series in general. The intention as part of this grant-funded project from the CBF is to offer youth the opportunity to learn new audio skills by using the same recording equipment I use to record these podcasts. Youth can appear a little despondent if they're just being asked questions with a microphone waved in front of their face. So I started putting the headphones on them and, well, that changed everything. When they hear their own voices and realize the capabilities of the device, it creates a flurry of excitement and the cries of, my turn, my turn, can I have a turn? It's the first steps towards teaching new skills as they begin pressing the record button, asking and answering questions, and listening back to their own recordings. It also encourages them to tune into the radio show that will play their stories. It is therefore my great pleasure to introduce to you the next wave of budding presenters and for you to hear what they sound like when they're offered the opportunity to use the H2 Zoom and the headphones for themselves. to give a shout out to our mob in Muli Muli in Gidable Country. Um, I would like to give a shout out to all family and friends in Muli Muli and especially to my family. Thank you for always being there. Love yous. <laughs> they yeah. should know who they are. <laughs> Yo, and I just want to shout out to my MFS mob back at Muli Muli. Yeah, shout out to um, Harold, MFS boss man, Fortnight my brother. <laughs> Yo, and just a shout out to Polly boy, Manai, Tonio, my sister. So, my name is Renee Williams and I'm here with... Colin Foskett. Hi, Colin. So, I just want to ask you a bit of questions. What do you think about Desert P Media? I haven't had much to do with Desert P, but the songs that I've seen um, previously performed by the Woodenbong Central School, kids have been outstanding and I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Well, thank you for your feedback. That's all from today. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, Alicia. What, what's the part in Desert P are you doing? I am singing a bit of the bridge and a bit of the, the, what? the chorus. What are you doing in the um in the desert pee? Singing? Let me have a turn. Okay. Kaziah, would you please um tell us about you please? <laughs> um <gasps> looking at the country, country looks after me. Kaziah, what do you like about desert pee media? Yeah, I like about singing. Okay. You like singing? Why do you like singing? Because it's a good thing. It makes you happy. Okay. Anything else you like about there's a P that inspires you to do more things? Uh, I don't know. What have you learned about since there's a P came here? 
about the song? About making it. <laughs> making it up. <laughs> about. <laughs> um, what did you say? What have you learned since you made the song and Desert Peak came here? We. <laughs> I forgot. I don't. What? What's the song about? It's about mental health and well-being. <laughs> so, why are you writing the song? To raise awareness about mental health and how to help each other. Why do you think you want to do this project in Desert P? And what do you think about it? <laughs> because it's better than doing schoolwork. It makes me feel good and happy and stuff. Okay, what else? Um, in positive and to learn about my culture. Okay, one more question. What did you sing a part of the song and what do you think it means? I was singing about this other part, um, my body and soul and my body and spirit. I think we should go and have a listen to the other guys. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Shamael and I'm 12 years old. Can you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I put some of the welcome to country things. I asked Toby, can I sing it? <laughs> yeah, I think Desert P Media helped me with what I'm going through at the moment. Struggles and growing up and yeah. I really liked it, <laughs> writing the lyrics. Yeah, getting messages out there is a really good thing to all communities in Australia. I am so lucky to be here at the moment. Nervous and um, exciting at the same time. There's also huge excitement from other school kids not directly involved in the project that are just bursting to talk about all sorts of interesting things on their lunch break. I would go turtle. The juice is really nice. Yeah, I'll go you the got... same with her. I'll go turtle. The juice is nice. So you put like uh, water in there and you put it in the oven and then it gets all that like yeah. flavour into one juice. Yeah, but sometimes um, we eat it like off the shelf and sometimes we rip like the body parts off and we just like chuck it in a bin or something. When was that tabulum? I was swimming around in the river and, and I was holding my baby cousin and I saw a little baby turtle and I couldn't get it because I had my cousin in my arms. So my brother was looking for it and he finally caught it. When it's a drought, the turtles all go down to Tulum Falls and the bottom falls. So like they get washed down there and other like rubbishes and stuff. Yeah, some turtles can die from rubbish. Have you ever seen a turtle cut open and maybe there's been some plastic in its belly or something? Yes, when I was very little. It was very disgusting. So that means when we use plastic that we should be really careful about where we put that because we don't want it to end up in a turtle's belly, hey? They're not meant to eat it. Yeah. So I have my nan. Her birthday's today. Happy birthday, nan. Respect to the Bundjalung Nation. Bay FM 99.9.